0: Welcome to the Connecticut Weekender podcast, bringing you events, festivals, and all things to do across Connecticut. I'd like to welcome your host, Ryan Sylvester. Welcome everyone to the eighth episode of the Connecticut Weekender. I'm here with Sean.
1: Ocho. Ocho? Isn't that what it's, it's- Well, yeah, num- numero ocho. Oh, very good. Uh, and Tim. And, yes, the mystery voice. I'm um, Sean Henry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're recording from Cheshire, Connecticut, and today we're going to chat about what we did last weekend, cool events coming your way, and later on in the podcast, we have an interview with Laura Morris from Skydiving Danielson. That Whoa. sounds
1: like crazy intense. Yeah, it was- Now, uh, did you interview her- while skydiving to the earth, no. Did you uh, interview her while she was plummeting to the earth? No,
0: nope. I I don't.
1: I, should I don't. should that be the follow up interview? That should never <laughs>
2: really should be.
0: I I talked to her about people like me that yeah. are terrified of skydiving, and she said that people uh people like me do it all the time. I don't know. What would it's you would not, you guys go? It's not natural. Have you done it? No. Oh. Well, okay. What do you mean <laughs> it's not
1: natural? I very often think about plummeting to the earth. Um. At. 700 miles an hour like that is one of the most natural thoughts in my brain is it really that fast <laughs> um i would i will just say that if we ever want to do an office skydiving trip i'm down if they want to give us like free tickets yeah I don't,
2: no fine i'll
1: get kelly she'll do it we're not going to talk to kelly about this we will i will get <laughs> no. kelly because fine or brian, <laughs> brian. <laughs> um it is a
0: just it's lovely. Bad day. No, it's a bad it's, it's day today. Lovely. It's
1: raining. It's just complete a mess. It's a great day to Google rainy day activities for kids um, and click on an article by the Connecticut Weekender mm. full of ideas to keep your little ones happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. New
0: segment I guess we could do is the weather if my <laughs> laptop could load. But It's yeah, so um,
2: raining, gloomy in Connecticut. Yeah, but this compared, weekend is going to be... Sunny, partly cloudyish, and cool, and cool. Well, oh yeah, sun is going to be I cool. I think I think we should have all of our local weather people be oh we should be, that we would guess. be cool. Yes. yes, where they they give us the the forecast. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I'm sure they're uh, you know all the local local news stations would just love renting out their weather people. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It's,
1: it's crazy to me that it was 94 degrees yesterday and now it's like 71 degrees, and like I'm cold.
2: Yeah, I know. Who's your favorite Connecticut weather person?
1: Controversial topic right here. I used to like, I, I like, I loved Dr. Mel. Dr. Mel. Yeah. Like that's who I grew up, grew up with. Um, yep. Yep. Rest in peace.
2: Yes. Yes. Like
1: peace. I don't know about
0: the rest it of the, of the people that are my age, but we don't watch the weather
1: oh, or the news.
2: So oh. I have no idea. I'm a fan of Gil. Gil Simon, Gil Simmons. I, I will say I also Chandler. no longer watch the weather. Me neither. But every now and then when I get tired <laughs> of, uh. The national news, I will put on the local news to see what's up in Connecticut. And once we get past all the, the doom and gloom, there's usually some interesting little tidbits. Yeah, yeah
1: I, I tend to honestly just go, I won't do it because it'll, it'll trigger it, but I'll ask my Google Home um, what what's the forecast. Mm-hmm. And she tells me in a soothing
0: voice. Isn't it nice? Isn't it nice? It's going to be just nice enough for me to go out and paddleboard this weekend, which yeah. is what I did last weekend too. Which- like on your
2: street because of all the rain? No, oh.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> down, I went down,
1: down in the little, uh, the street. Sean, I messed by up though. I went,
0: I went at low tide. So the bottom of my paddleboard fin was scratching in the, in the mm. muck the whole time. So it was not, was not an enjoyable ride, but mm. I plan on doing it this weekend at high tide. Um, did you guys do anything better than scraping your. Fin in the mud?
1: Let's come back to me last because I have to remember so,
0: what I
2: did last weekend. Last weekend, weekend I, I, I was in Ireland last week. Oh, that's and right. I didn't uh, get back to Connecticut until Sunday evening. So I had Labor Day. And on Labor Day, I had to cut my very tall grass. So I did nothing fun. I, I mean, I played with the kids, which is always fun. But on Labor Day, I did some yard work. And what was really terrifying is as I was cutting the grass, out of nowhere, a deer came running across the yard 100 miles per hour. Hour and nearly <laughs> knocked me off my lawnmower. Really got that it's
0: close. Pretty intense. Yes.
1: Fortunately, oh. I'm still here. Oh, thank God. Did you Dude. say fortunately or unfortunately? <laughs> I hope I said fortunately. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I'm happy to be here. In case Good. Good. yeah I
0: was right. I was uh, driving down the highway one time, 95, you know, and uh I uh kind of ran into half of a deer, Ooh. and it kicked my rearview mirror off. Ooh. Yeah. It's pretty mm-hmm. terrifying.
1: It does sound. Tim, funny. over to you. <laughs> um, so la- I remember what I did last weekend. Last weekend, I went to Target, the, t- the Targets, um, oh. to pick up the year-end shorts and tank tops at clearance-level <laughs> prices um, because that's how you do it. And I oh, got boy. like... Three pairs of shorts and two tank tops. Is this and a like t-shirt. an annual thing for you? You always go end of season shopping. You stock up for next year. Yeah, and I got like I got like four outfits. I've like had the same clothes since high school. I know. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't I go, go in every five year. year cycles. Yeah, but but yeah. you always go end of end of season, end of the before five of the switch year over. Yeah. yeah, probably. Here's my thing though. I don't know if
0: this is kind of I don't know. This is probably more of a guy thing, but when I, once I find the pants that fit, I just I'll grab a whole stack. But of what those happens pants when, um, when
1: no. They're too. Exp- they're too expensive. You gained ten pounds. See, Sean, See, he hasn't my, had that yet. That's my. Oh, no, he's still no. Still in his twenties. That's not well. I mean, that's I'm true. still in my twenties, and this happened. <sighs> Youths. He just has to hit 25 and still be drinking too much, and that's that's. I don't that's right. drink true. that much. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then on Labor Day, I went over to uh, my buddy's <laughs> house, and swam. Your, yeah. Your parents? How, how was how was your how was your swimming? <laughs> my swamming was good. Um. Your parents were there. They they didn't join. You went swimming with my parents. No, they were just there. Oh, um, that's nice. I went swimming with your brother.
2: Oh, see, you know, I, you feel, this
0: weekend, I feel just so excluded right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so each week we
2: wait. You wait, know, wait, wait, what we're we doing this weekend? The question: What are you doing this? Weekend? I already
0: said what I was doing
1: this weekend. Oh, well, paddleboarding. Oh, paddleboarding well, this weekend. I am. Going to be buying car insurance. Oh my yeah. God. Where are you yeah, going to get so it? It's so much fun. Um, I will be honest. I was looking around and this is not a promo or anything. Um, Allstate, my family has been with you for 20 years. You're not giving me any discount. I'm not going with you. <laughs> I'm probably yeah. going to go through Geico or Progressive <laughs> because they are offering me but much, frankly, better rates.
0: So that's what you're doing. You're not going to go anywhere.
1: Uh, No, that's, that's about it.
0: Yeah, I have a boring weekend, but I know someone that is going... Actually, remember the goat yoga that we mentioned a little while oh, ago? Oh, I want to do that. It's next. I, I don't think it's this weekend, but I'm pretty sure it's next weekend. Is it yoga with goats? It it's is like they yoga come with and goats. jump on your back and stuff. Right? Wait, did we talk about this? We did. I'm pretty sure. If I, not, you can always find it on theweekender or I just get the website right, huh? Get the website
2: CTweekender.com. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Well, it's the Connecticut Weekender or it is yep. ctweekender.com. Well, the URL is ctweekender. I, b- I believe actually... they will
2: all redirect you to the correct place because I did anticipate this problem years ago. It's but a, anyway. Even a problem with his employees. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, what about you, Sean? Um, well, Maybe I'm going to tell you because it's one of the events that we're going to talk about. Okay. Right up next. All right. So, let's...
0: so each week we recap our favorite upcoming events and things that we find interesting and hopefully, hopefully you do too. Are we recapping it though? We're putting it
2: into I think we're previewing it. Oh god. We're just picking on Ryan a lot, are we?
1: <laughs> not even yeah. After spending three days <laughs> nonstop with him, it's like it's hard not to. Remember. I talked the least. I will have you know. I'm sorry, I'll be nice now. now you <laughs> <Okay. won't. laughs>
0: Anyways, um the Fairfield E V showcase. Oh god.
1: Tired of mulching? Yes, See, it's targeting me. It is. I'm looking it, at an ad. Sean, right yeah, now. Sean's showing us ads. Yeah. We were we were talking. We were, we were having some conspiracy theories about our phones listening to us, um, and Sean's just returning to that conversation because he sees an ad. How there. is the mulch pile? Can we get an update to the listeners? So the, the mulch pile is a real thorn in my side. Sean, I do just want to say we've we have discussed your mulch pile like on the last. No, it's a segment on the show for (laughs) sure. And now to the mulch pile.
2: Well, I was thinking it's going to be really nice to spread that mulch when we get into the nice, cool fall temperatures. Uh, So, yes. Which are coming. Yes. Followed up with a nice pumpkin ale. Oh, what? Oh, God. I can't get behind that. I
1: will just say the pile is going to be a little. Moldy? Moist. Moist. Maybe uh, uh, wet. It's going to be a little wet.
2: I think we're grossing people out now I'm trying not
1: to. <laughs> with our choice of
2: words. Especially with the pumpkin ale.
0: Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Well, um, so, Fairfield EV showcase, if I can get through this without anyone poking sure. fun at me. Um, so, it's see the future of transportation. Come to the annual Fairfield electric vehicle showcase to see and experience future of transportation. Get behind the wheel of the latest electric vehicles and plug-in electric vehicle models. So it's pretty neat. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Is we, uh, in, go ahead.
1: It, is Elon Musk going to be there having like a <laughs> meltdown? Maybe, maybe. He's having hard times, huh? He is, apparently he would uh, never mind. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs>
2: well, here's a question for you guys. Will so you see those electric stations? hmm How fast? Whoa. When when will that be the norm? Like what 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 are what are the experts saying
0: now here's here's my input and I know nothing. And my quick Wikipedia search has told me that electric cars aren't incredibly beneficial like the batteries itself
2: controversy
0: are, I, I think that i heard that the batteries like are also i i don't know what i'm yeah, talking about yeah. they're they're also painful for the environment. i don't know
1: well so i i'm a firm believer that maybe around 2030 they'll be the norm according to forbes they believe that they'll top out at about 300 million electric vehicles on the road around the year 2040. Interesting. So i look forward to. So what else, what other events do we have?
2: <laughs> so what is that? That's in Fairfield. And what, when is that happening? So that is tomorrow
0: and it is all day. So you go to the Fairfield. Oh God, I don't know how to say this. <laughs> Ward high school. Look how it's spelled. I'm not making fun. I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. Ward high school uh, all day. Check it out. Let us know. Um, also, if you're curious of any other car shows happening, mm-hmm. we just published a blog post about car shows coming up in September and October for the fall. So
2: check that out. One in my town, Cheshire, Connecticut. Cheshire Fall Festival Marketplace and Car Show, which we'll probably talk about next weekend. Yes, we yeah. will.
1: Um, so go ahead, Tim. I'm kind of excited about um, the fact that over at the Good Speed, where, where is that again? That's in... East Hadham, um over it's at the near g- neck of the woods. Right? Yeah,
0: it's, yeah. I, I actually drove by it, and there's the oh god, we have it as our background picture for our Facebook page, and it's the tilt bridge, or something oh yeah, like, yeah, and it's really cool. Uh, mm. really cool fall drive for the foliage. So yeah. I'm really sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting
2: everybody. No, that's fine. I mean, What's the good the event, speed. Tim?
1: Well, the good speed is just awesome. Like if you ever go and you ever, if you ever just look at the building, it's such a cool. It building is really right. cool. Um, so everyone go to the good speed, but specifically um, this weekend, and I think so this has been an ongoing performance that they've had is Oliver. I have to say it like that because it has an exclamation mark. Um, It's based off of Charles Dickens beloved character. Um, It's been being performed at the good speed from uh, around the middle of June. And it's actually going to be ending. um, It's run next week, uh, next weekend. I think the last showing is on September 13th. Um, so if you haven't seen it and you want to see it, you should get there now. I mean, yeah. the, usually the last weekend performances tend to be a little subpar on a lot of performances. Mm. You want to get there a couple of weeks before, um, to like get when they're, they're they're mm. fully practiced, but they're not like ready to ship out yet. Mm. My personal opinion, not anything against the good speed, just in general, Controversy. <laughs> um, <laughs> But the the show is PG thirteen. There's a little teeny bit of violence. Um, it's two hours and twenty minutes long.
2: Boy for sale.
1: <laughs> Reference from Albert. I that's yeah, a little, oh, yeah. little creepy, Sean. If, if
2: you've seen it, or if you you know you, you would know
1: you would know. And I'm just trying to double check on the price, um, but I believe that depends on seating. So let me see.
2: We'll get back to you on that. Yeah, we'll get back to
1: you on that. <laughs> I'll interrupt Sean with just a random dollar amount.
2: (laughs) Oliver is excellent though. I think we actually talked about this in an earlier uh, episode, I saw a performance in London and it was just wonderful. You're so cultured, Sean. Mm, mm, mm. Um, Another thing
0: going on is paint night at the Muse paint bar in Glastonbury. So Muse paint bar provides everything their clients need to create a colorful work of art, even inspiration during sessions, artists, instructors, guide participants step by step with a series of tips and tricks that will help them create that night's work of art. Um, so head up and join them for the ultimate paint and sip experience.
1: And just to return to Oliver, um, prices vary based on where you're sitting. The balcony ranges from twenty nine dollars to seventy five dollars a seat, and the orchestra seating is sixty six dollars to seventy five dollars. I a, a steal at any price. Indeed. Indeed.
2: If you go to that, you should also <laughs> check out Gillette castle. Another, I was just there yeah. and that's
0: what uh, inspired me to write that blog post. Really? Yep. Really, really cool place. And I had no idea. Um, like the history behind it. I won't dive too deep into it. I'm you ass- should go check out. I'm assuming
1: that's where they made the first razors on earth.
0: Right. Right.
1: <laughs> Instead we, of Massachusetts. I honestly don't know. No,
0: it's, um, the guy who played Sherlock Holmes in all That's of right. the famous movies, his yeah. name was William Gillette, and he built his estate there and wanted to build his estate in New York, but and I'm pretty sure New York, and then ended up building it in the great, uh, you know, acreage of what is now Gillette Castle. Which it's pretty is pretty amazing. Awesome. Yeah. I will, I will yeah.
1: just say I would love to one day have enough money to want to build a an estate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not just a house. Yeah, an estate. Um. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Got a lot of Connecticut,
0: Connecticut bought it a while ago, and and one of the quotes was that it kind of bypassed all structural integrity rules, so they had to put a bunch of money in it so that people could actually tour the inside. And
1: yeah. the, an important thing to note there, when when we say Connecticut bought Gillette Castle, that means that this castle belongs to all of us. All of us. So you better get over there and get your money's worth. This well, land is our land. <laughs> Um, Just it do does it.
0: cost like five bucks to get in though, something like that, five to ten. I'm so, you're, sure. but you're paying yourself, right? You're paying yourself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, I will be checking out the. Uh, actually, I don't know if I'm going to this or not. I may come before or after, but there is a ribbon cutting ceremony at the West Main Street Trailhead entrance to the Linear Trail in Cheshire, Connecticut. And there's several trails like this uh, across the state, but they've taken old, like, railroads and converted them into nice, like, walking Mm. paths or bike trails. Right. And there's a very long one that passes through Cheshire and also goes south through Hamden and north through Southington. So it's a, like, walking or bike trail? Yep. Cool. Very, very very nice. Great place to go out and get a little exercise. Um, But there's been this one little gap in Cheshire where you suddenly have to stop. Because it didn't connect to the next stretch. And oh, they okay. finally closed that stretch. It's really nice. They've got like nice elevated boardwalks and seating areas and all that. So I'll be taking the, the kids and the dogs out for a walk this weekend. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome.
1: And if you would like to just like drive to Cheshire but not lug your bikes.
2: Yes, there's a f- uh, free bike share mm-hmm. um, that's right along the trail. Uh, it, actually by this trailhead if you go um, over to Pop's Pizza. Uh, You can get a slice of pizza after you're done going for a walk, too. But yeah, not
1: not before, you won't feel very good. That's (laughs) next to the YMCA,
2: right? I'm pretty sure YMCA does it as well. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, if you have a bike, bring it. If you don't, you could rent one for free, which is with um,
1: what's Bike bike Cheshire? Bike Cheshire, Yeah.
0: yeah. And uh, if you go up the trail far enough. You'll you'll have to check the maps, but there are two breweries along the way. Yes, just in case you want to. It's Kinsman
1: well, and of
2: them. Kin, yeah, Kins Kinsman, Kinsman, Kinsman. not yep. Kinsman. Sorry, Kinsman, and I forget the other one. Yeah, I don't know. I've been to Kinsman and it was really nice. Like yeah. right along
1: the forest path. Uh, <laughs> you have to you have, <laughs> to, you have to like <laughs> take like, a left. Yeah. Oh, okay. You have to okay, take a left off of the trail. Just, but, I mean, the, so you cool. could start. Yeah, you you could
2: start your biking experience with a slice of pizza. And with a couple off, with the <laughs> just kind of end with a couple of beers, um, lots of energy, yeah. and then
1: catch an Uber back home, yeah. <laughs> or I'm sorry, Lyft because Uber is evil. Oh, controversy. <laughs>
0: um, all right. Well, if you are interested in skydiving, if you want to find out what it takes, or if you want to push yourself, I would listen to the interview coming up. I talked with. Laura for a little while about all the things that had to happen to get her skydiving business off the ground, no pun intended, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> pretty interesting. And you know she she talked a lot about how people feel before and how much they shake and are nervous, and then once they get off the ground, they're hugging and high fiving everyone. So where, where
2: are they based out of? Danielson. Danielson.
0: Uh, yep.
1: Where? It, what? What corner of the state is that in? Buffering. Mm. Buffering. <laughs> Geography
2: uh, lesson. I'm not. I will Google. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not totally sure. Not important. Let's get into the interview. Yeah, it is important to the kind people of that town. It's in (laughs) Wyndham County. Okay. Oh well, there you go. Well, uh, stay
0: tuned, and we will come to you next week with some more invigorating, you know, information about events. Talk to you then. And I'd like to welcome Laura Morris to the Connecticut Weekender podcast. She works at Skydive Danielson. Laura, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing good today. Thanks for asking. So
0: I know very little about skydiving. I've never been. Would I don't know if I would ever go just because I'm, I'm a complete chicken, but so just tell me briefly about your company.
3: All right. So my husband and I bought Skydive Danielson in 2013. It had already been at this airport since 1997. So we just bought an existing company and took it over. And we are open April through November. We're a seasonal company. You don't want to be skydiving in you know, December in the state of Connecticut. That wouldn't be very fun. <laughs> yeah, that would be freezing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so we take people on their very first skydive. We also have a training program where you can learn how to become a licensed skydiver. And then you can jump here and use this place more as a clubhouse once you're a licensed jumper and want to do hundreds of skydives a year. So we're kind of a full service skydiving center.
0: Well, that's really cool. That is really cool. Um, so, you know, you said that you take people on their first skydiving adventures. Have you had anybody, you know, I'm sure you get people that are super into it and then some people that are hesitant by our kind of, you know, urged to get going. Uh, you know, have you ever had someone be really hesitant and then go and, and really love it after the fact?
3: Oh gosh, all the time. Yeah. So we have about 3000 people who make their very first tandem jump with us every year. And when they walk through our door, it, every person is nervous. It's just a matter of how much they tell us. (laughs) And, you know, if if they're telling us they're not nervous, we we know they're lying. Everyone definitely feels apprehension towards jumping out of an airplane. They should. They are going up in an airplane to 14,000 feet, jumping out of a plane, hoping a parachute opens and lands. So there definitely should be some apprehension on their side. However, millions of skydives are made every year safely and uh, people have a great time. But, you know, when you see those people who are really nervous walking in and their hands are shaking as they're filling out their paperwork and they're kind of looking at all their friends like why did i get myself talked into this Mm -hmm. and then you get to see them after they land and they walk into the office and they're high-fiving us and they're hugging us and they kiss the ground and they 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 leave uh, a note for their instructor in their their logbook and they just tell us like it was a life-changing experience it's so cool to see the transformation from when they walk. Yeah, I
0: can, I can imagine that that that's probably a pretty powerful experience and and changes their minds pretty quickly about the entire thing. Um, so what would you say the most important aspect of your company is?
3: Oh, gosh. So skydiving, you know, I feel like we're in the entertainment business. We are here to let people enjoy their lives, give them something to do when they're not at work, and Mm -hmm. uh, add a lot of excitement uh, to a regular mundane life.
0: Right. Right. I mean I'm pretty mundane. I I drive the same roads, I watch the same show, so maybe I should uh I should come and skydive. But
3: you sound like a perfect candidate for jump out of an airplane. I don't
0: know. I don't know. Um my brother is in the military and went to airborne school and said that when he had to jump out of his first plane, he was very nervous. So uh that's a little lower than i I think skydiving is, but still still terrifying in my opinion. Um so When someone comes and visits your company, can you kind of describe the experience they're going to get? You know, what what can they expect when they walk through the doors?
3: All right. So you pull up to the skydiving center and you see a bunch of people wearing parachutes on their back and, you know, landing in the landing area, packing parachutes on the packing mat. And it's a really neat environment. Instantly, you feel like the place is laid back and that people are very welcoming. Mm -hmm. We, We hear it time and time again from customers who've jumped with us. They just feel like they're part of what's happening. And it's a really cool thing that our company is able to offer. It's not something that you get from big business. It's a small business kind of a thing. And right. they'll walk through the door, they'll go through a training class. And, you know, it's, it's cool to watch people go from not knowing what to expect and just starting to go with the flow and see that we're here to take care of them and to deliver them an exciting experience. So after they go through a training class, we will put a harness on them. They'll meet their instructor and we get to fly up in an airplane. Now, this is when everything starts to get real, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you walk into the airplane and you have a seat and they close the door and you take off. And when you're looking at that ground as you're flying up in the plane, it's it definitely hits you. Oh, Oh, my gosh, I'm really really jumping out of an airplane. Here it comes. So, you know, we give you about a 20 minute airplane ride as we fly up to 14,000 feet. And that, that 20 minutes is long.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That must be like three hours. It
3: it is. Yeah. All you can do is look out the window and look down at the ground and think to yourself, Oh my gosh, why did I decide to jump out of an airplane today Mm. and we get to 14,000 feet and we open up the door to the plane. So like the whole side of the plane opens up. And all of a sudden, there's this big, like, four-foot-by-four-foot four gaping hole on the side of the plane. And people just start jumping out in front of you. And you don't really have time to think about what's happening. You kind of just, it's like go time. Game on. And even uh, you your instructor, climbs climb up to the edge of the plane, and you get a second to look down. And then before you know it, you're out in the wide, blue, open sky, free-falling at 120 miles an hour. And it lasts about a minute, 60 seconds. Wow. It's just uh you can't even comprehend what's happening. It's called sensory overload. Your brain <laughs> doesn't really take it all in. It can't it like compartmentalizes everything. It just you can't really grasp the whole thing until later on. and then we open the parachute at fifty five hundred feet and you, it's a totally different ride. The parachute ride is calm and peaceful and just beautiful up here. We live in a part of the state called the last Green valleys, so flying over the area here is just breathtaking and then we come to land and it's over and you just jumped out of a perfectly good airplane and let through it on. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it, it's, changes your perspective on everything. Definitely. People, uh, leave different than they entered. That's for sure. The
0: way you described it sounds actually kind of fun. If I, if you, if you could just snap your fingers and I'm, you know, fully trained and I'm already at the point where I can jump out of the plane, that would be fine with me. But if I have all that time to think about it, I'm going to go back and forth a hundred times, but I'm sure, you know, all your instructors are awesome and you know, they take great care of everyone. So sounds when, when you talk about it, it makes me feel a little bit better. So, um, so where do you see your, you know, you bought, you bought this company back a couple of years ago and, and where, where did it start? Where are you now and where do you want to be? You know, where is it going?
3: Yeah, these are great questions. Okay, so when we bought this company in 2013, it had one little plane that held four people and jumped from 10,000 feet. And uh, we, before the first season was over, we needed a second plane. Before we came into our third season, we needed a third plane. And just last year, we needed to expand even a larger plane. We actually got rid of all the small planes and now we fly one big plane that holds 14 jumpers And it's also got a better engine on it. So we're able to take people up now to the highest altitude in New England, which is 14,000 feet. It doubles your free fall from 30 to 60 seconds. So getting that big plane for us last year was really a super exciting thing for our company to have enough demand for people living in, you know, Boston, Providence and Hartford all coming out here. Mm. Then we just grew so fast. It's been very exciting for us. We've, we've been, the struggle is real that our company's growing so fast we can't even keep up with it which is the best problem I could possibly ask for <laughs> <good> problem, yeah. <laughs> yep. um, the, the next step that we have and uh, you know we, we didn't really expect all this to happen so fast I suppose six years is a uh, a pretty short time for your company to quadruple in size.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah. So our next step is we are building a building at our facility here. We currently operate out of construction trailers and uh, we're really excited to have a permanent fixture here at the airport so that we are breaking ground in October and we're very, very excited to have a a nicer facility to offer to our customers.
0: That's awesome. So um, I, I, I heard that you mentioned, you know, Hartford and Providence and, and other places. And I'm assuming those are other places you can skydive. So, you know, there's competitors out there, you know, you have a bunch of competition and, but you still continue to grow. So what is setting you apart from all these other places? Why should they come to you instead of all those other places?
3: So Skydive Danielson, we offer the full, full skydiving experience. There's, there's a lot of skydiving centers out there that just offer tandem skydives. And while well, that's a Wonderful thing, tandem skydives are amazing. They're in it for the money. Um, just to for tandems, it's so simply that's it's their business. They're there to make money, and at the end of the day, they go home. At Scott of Danielson. We offer a training program for you to earn your license to be able to do this as a hobby, and we have we have several hundred jumpers who participate in this sport as a hobby and do it regularly. That adds a completely different dynamic to your skydiving center. That's what gives it character, and that's what gives it soul. And uh, when customers arrive at our facility, I think they really feel that. And when you read our reviews online, people people talk about it; they can feel it, and. I think it resonates with people. I think they like finding this hidden gem of a, of a business that you just don't find places like a skydiving center very often. That's right. like a subculture of a uh, uh, skydivers or a subculture of society that people just don't even know much about. There's yeah. <laughs> so that's what I think we have. That's so special. I,
0: I think you make a really good point. I, I think that it, it sounds like, totally different and just like, Hey, let's get up and plane and go. It sounds like you kinda of, you, you walk people through it. it. It's, it's a whole experience. It's like, take the day and, and really step back. And, and when you're free falling, I'm sure it's a totally different experience. It's an obvious different experience. So, um, it, it sounds like you, you really take the time to walk people through all those steps. Um, so, you know, people are coming in, you're quadrupling, People seem to be okay with jumping out of a plane. But for the people that aren't so confident, what are the common misconceptions that you can kind of, you know, bury the hatchet with?
3: Oh, sure. So people come here wanting to conquer their fear of heights. That's definitely the number one reason we hear people wanting to jump out of an airplane and time and time again, after they land and they walk into my office and they tell me about their experience, I hear, you know what? I was so high up there at 14,000 feet looking down it is it is so different than standing on the edge of a ladder or being on the edge of a building you don't have that ground rush sensation that I think people feel like they'll have it mm-hmm. sounds funny, but you're actually so high up there that a fear of heights is, it's different. It's different. You don't conquer that. You conquer many other things.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I can imagine.
3: So it's not in vain. Uh, they definitely conquer many other different aspects of what Scott Evan makes you go through. However, the, the fear of heights is definitely not the same as what people think it's going to be. Wow.
0: Oh, okay. That, that's interesting. I thought that that would kind of cure it. That would, I don't know, <laughs> that, that would definitely cure it for me, it feels like.
3: One of my instructors says that when you're up in the plane looking down at 14,000 feet, it feels like you're looking down on Google Earth. <laughs> the the oh, ground yeah. is just so far away from you. It just yeah. doesn't even look real.
0: Yeah, you can't really even compute what's going on or how high you are. Cause it's just, it's unfathomably high for me at least. Yeah. Um, all right. So fear of heights, any other ones? Lori are there.
3: Yes. I'm still oh. here. Can you hear me? Yep. I can hear you. Now. Okay. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Fear of heights is definitely the big one.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? I think that, uh, no matter what, you're, you're definitely going to go and conquer some fears and have some fun. So I guess my main question is what do you love about doing what you do, building the business and seeing it thrive for so long?
3: I love introducing people to the sport of skydiving. It's the sky is an amazing place to be. It's The reason why it doesn't get old for me is because the sky always looks different. I I will never get tired of getting to climb up in an airplane when there's 10,000 foot tall, cumulus clouds building all around you. And you're in the plane carving through these valleys of clouds and they just, it's like being a kid and watching Care Bears. You know, you think about what the sky looks like and it's just, it's such a cool playground. And then we open up the door and you get to jump out and free fall past those clouds. And you open your parachute and seeing something like, Oh, like a double rainbow in free fall. I know that sounds corny, but they're beautiful. Or uh, a thunderstorm that's 20 miles away. That's just this big wall of dark gray, black building scariness that's coming at you, but it's far enough away where it's safe. Um, but nonetheless, <laughs> flying your parachute around and seeing that and just being in the elements is, it never gets old. People say, you've got thousands of skydives. Are you not sick of it yet? And no, it just no. never, never gets old. It's so, always different. But,
0: that's what I love. And I love being able to share that with other people. Well, you've almost enticed me to go, I would definitely walk around and probably think about it. But, um, for anyone that, you know, is thinking about it, where, where's the best place to get information? Is it, you know, your main website, social media,
3: Yep. So you can go on our website at com. If you just want uh, to see some awesome videos and photos from people jumping with us, our Instagram page has all kinds of fun stuff as well as our Facebook page.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, Laura, I really appreciate you coming on and, And uh, talking to us about uh, conquering our fears, I think that it's uh, definitely interesting. And uh, when I'm in the area, I'm going to stop by and check it out. But uh, we we thank you for coming on. And everyone that is interested in skydiving, go over and check it out. Skydive Danielson and uh, Laura, we hope to talk to you soon.
3: Yeah, thank you. Have a good day, guys.
0: You too.